You're about to listen to a sermon by Reverend John Cramper, head pastor of the Shekinah Temple of the International Central Gospel Church, Akosumbu. We hope that this sermon will be a blessing to you. I read from the book of 2 Timothy chapter 1 verse 3 to 7. I thank God whom I serve with a pure conscience as my forefathers did as without Season, I remember you in my prayers night and day. Greatly desiring to see you, being mindful of your tears, that I may be filled with joy. When I call to remembrance the genuine faith that is in you, which dwelt first in your grandmother Lois and your mother Eunice, and I am persuaded is in you also. Therefore, I remind you to stir up the gift of God which is in you through the laying of my hands. For God has not given us spirit of fear, but of power and of love and of sound mind. And then I read 1 John chapter 4, verse 17 to 19. And we have known and believed the love that God has for us. God is love. And he who abides in love abides in God. And God in him. Love has been perfected among us in this. Note them. That we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Because as he is, so are we in this world. For there is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, because fear involves torment. But he who fears has not been made perfect in love. We love him because he first loved us. Amen. Today I'm talking on the the spirit of love. I know by now you can assume there were about four things I've talked about. Today is the last one, which made fourth. The spirit of love. What is spirit of love? When we talk about love, when we say, what is love? People will give me different definitions. Some believe that love means that showing kindness. Love is giving something. Love is helping somebody. Love is doing good. That's all we talk about love. You see, that is the meaning of love. But love itself, I define it very simple. A verb. A verb. I didn't do much English, but for that one I know a verb. Meaning is just a doing word. That is all. So, that is what makes you. That is what makes you show kindness. That is what makes you buy that thing. If you love a woman, <laughs> the woman cannot know Unless you do action. If you just go and stand before the lady, I love you, I love you, I love you. What is your love? Where is the love? Ah, I question, why is it that the young man that normally comes here, he, he's, he's no more coming? What is the problem? Mamunjano. Leave him alone. Why? Oh, anytime he can, I just love you, I love you. He, 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 he's not able to show any love. 
And men will tell you, if you the woman, you say you love me, be rational. Action. Show it. And for man, it's not just buying flour and other things, but show it in practice. You understand me? If you the woman, I say I love you, you say you love me. <laughs> Let's show it in the room. Then I know you really love me. So love is just a verb. Makes you act. Makes you do something. That is love. So the spirit of love in this passage actually deals with sense of inferiority. It takes care of our sense of inferiority. It enables us to bear, to believe, hope, and endure all things. As the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 13 says, the spirit of love helps us to withstand persecutions, persecutions, and deliver us from dangers of the wicked one. That the spirit of love, that comes from God. The Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 5 verse 5, he says that he has shared his love abroad in our heart, which is given to us by the Holy Spirit. Meaning the moment you receive the Holy Spirit, the spirit of love comes into you. And this love is demonstrated what I normally call the vertical and the horizontal to God, to your fellow human being, and I'll also add to yourself. The spirit of love helps you to love yourself. That is why sometimes when you err and you, you, you cease to love yourself, you see yourself very miserable. I've already explained right from the beginning of this topic I've been teaching, that Paul was talking to Timothy about the fact that God has not given him the spirit of fear because there is so much deposited in his life. In the book of John, 1 John, it tells us how the love is demonstrated with God's power and strength and all that. He said, he that loves God, then it means that the love of God is in you and God is in you. He said, if you do not have love, he said, love has been perfected, perfected, perfected amongst us. It means that the love that God has given to us has no limit. It is not short. It is perfected. We can make it where it is completed. The love of God in your heart is complete. He said that we may have boldness in the day of judgment. Meaning that if this kind of love is not in you, the love, the spirit of love is not in you, in the day of judgment you will have challenge. Why? Because it is not only between you and human being, but this love is also between you and God. If really you have the love of God in you, and that kind of love that God has is impacted in your life, and you are filled with that kind of love, you are not afraid to go to God when there is a judgment. So in the day of judgment, if the love of God is not in you, that is where the fear comes in. That's why I said some time ago here that we are not going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. We don't do that. Christians have a way God is going to judge us. He said, because as he is, so are we in this world. 
Meaning that the love that God has impacted in us, he has looked to us and he has counted us worthy to represent him on this earth. It is his love. It is the love of God. He said, therefore, there is no fear in love. In other words, he was saying that we have to understand that God has not given the spirit of fear, but power of love and of sound mind. Meaning that love can clear fear. Love deals with fear. Love handles what we call unacceptable. Let me just calm down. I just want to come home. Do you see how it is when you make a mistake and there's so much unaccepted environment and just somebody tells you, oh, I know you've made a mistake, but you see God still loves you. And the person draw close to you. When people see you and they shine from you, when people see you and they just point finger at you, normally, naturally, we all go through fear. We all go through fear. But let's just one person break through that crowd, come to you, talk to you, show you love. All of a sudden, boldness begins. The fear begins to go away. Even though the multitude are more than one person, what you are just feeling is that at least I have somebody who has shown me love. I'm no more afraid. I can still walk. I can still go where I'm supposed to go. Love clears out fear. Deals with fear. When things come so bad for you that you think that it comes upon you and you think that this one, I am finished. When love comes to you, it changes things. That is the spirit God has given to us. That is why when everybody has forgotten about you, when you are praying and you are crying, then God will whisper to you. He will speak to you. And all of a sudden, you feel that there's somebody somewhere who loves you so much and you have the courage and the boldness to come out and you begin to walk out very boldly and say that this is what I'm going to do. I don't care what will happen. I don't care what people are saying and I don't care what I hear because I have somebody who loves me. I said it here some time ago, the greatest fear that every man should go through is when people are against you and your own family too are against you. Then you ask yourself, where should I go? What do I do? But if the world is against you and your, your family, your siblings, maybe your wife, your husband, your children are standing behind you, you feel like you are on top. You come out again. You are motivated again. You begin to see another strength coming through you to do what you are supposed to do. That is the kind of love God shows to us. And that's the spirit he has given to us. The last time I said that, that is why the information you have about people or the things God revealed to you, he doesn't give them to you or you don't hold those information purposely for destruction. And that is one saddest thing that Christians are doing. And that thing is that when we get information, instead of praying for the person, we rather try to destroy. But that is not it. Because Jesus one day told the disciples, 
you do not know the spirit you are made up of. When they say that, oh, Lord, let us just command fire and let it come down and consume them. He said, you don't know what you are talking about. What is inside you is love. And it's not for destruction. It's for acceptance. It's for you to learn to forgive and also learn to do the right thing. Bible says that you say that there is no fear in love. And he said, but perfect love casts away fear. Perfect love will cast away fear. If even you, are, you make a mistake and you know your father loves you, he will rebuke you, he will chastise you, but he will bring you back. You have confidence. You will go back home. Look at the prodigal son. What happened to the prodigal son? When he was about to go, he was thinking, I've taken my portion of the inheritance. I've destroyed everything. I've consumed it. Yes, my daddy warned me. I didn't listen. But you see, he asked himself, how many servants? And all that. Meanwhile, that time the father was also thinking, where is my son? Listen to me. The people sometimes you think that they are against you. They may be rather the people that are looking for you. Bible says that when the young man was going and then the father saw him, the father ran so happy. And he said, I've sinned against heaven and earth and against you. Don't take me as your son. Take me as a one of your high servants. But Bible said, the father said, no, you can never be one of my high servants. The Bible said that he ordered, give me the best cow, the best good. Let us have a party. And the people were wondering, master, are you out of your mind? He said, I'm not out of my mind. I'm acting according to what is inside me. That is the power of love. He said, no, I'm not out of my mind. The brother said, father, what are you doing? I've been here. I've not gone anywhere. I've not destroyed your property. I have been working hard and I've been doing this and you want to do this thing. What this man, young man has done. Now look at me. The father said, you don't understand. He got lost. I thought he was dead. But he has come back. I should jubilate. Meaning that when even the son was far away and the father didn't know what the son was doing, there was love. That love was bubbling, working, and praying, and seeking, and drawing unto him. I'm giving you this basic foundation because of what I'm going to talk about right now. I'm going to take you some, to, through some few processes. That is how love is. That is how the spirit of love in us caused us to do. And that is how the Father God handles us. And until we understand the depth of the love of God towards us and what he has given to us for us to demonstrate, we may not even benefit from this love. And so sometimes when mistakes are made, we think that, oh, we are gone. We are gone. Bible said, cast away fear. It will let you just be bold. It casts away fear. It says, fear has been made perfected in love. And we love him because he first does what? Loves us. 
So what does the spirit of love does? Let me take you to a few things. One, I say the spirit of love makes us confident before God. When there's that love, there is an attraction. It makes us confident before God. We are confident before God to come to him not because we are handsome. Not because we are rich. Not because we are beautiful. Not because we are so pretty. We've made ourselves so nice. It's because of the spirit of love. And under it, I say, hey, the confidence means that we are not afraid to go to him. By the spirit of love, no Christian should be afraid to go to God. Maybe you will say, pastor, I made a mistake. Yes, I did that one thing. The spirit of love will tell you, no, come to me. Because that is your father. And there's nothing you can do about it. Nowhere, no one can ever forgive you than what God can do for you. So you learn to be bold to go to him. Your confidence should be up. B, it attracts us to come closer to him. The love of God, the spirit of love, because it's in us, he has given it to us. It is like an attraction, like a magnet. It attracts you. It attracts you. When everybody forsakes you, as I said, you get attracted. Can't I go to God? I can go to God and God can save me. Sometimes we find it very difficult to get that. Last Sunday evening when we were planting the church, something happened. I was outside there and there is somebody who want to come and they don't know whether he was coming and the person was doing this. You know, hiding. So I said, oh, please, you can come in. <laughs> come in and then I was trying to I push and push and push and talk to this young man. He came out to a point. Then I saw Auntie Julie. I said, Auntie Julie, <laughs> you to continue. The young man came all the way, do this, uh, as if he's entered. Uh, then he made something like this. And the eyes was like this. Why? Looking around, feeling uncomfortable. Who do I know here? What will happen? What would they say? Of course, the dress he was wearing wasn't all that good. And I'm, I'm very sure it's one of the factors. They're looking at me, hey, what kind of dress is this? And this me. And all kinds of things. But at least, I was so happy how even we handled about after me, Auntie Julie, and another person. How we talked to him and we handled. Though he didn't come in, but I was so happy. I know that might have registered something to the person. That is why when you tell somebody I love you, something happened. Something happened. Something happens. That's how God does with that. It's an attraction. When you show love, it attracts the person to get closer to you. And that is what God does with us. Never, never think that you have erred so much, you have gone so far so that you cannot come to God. No. Because the confidence we have in him gives us the attraction. It's like a magnet. It draws us close to him. See, I see, we know that he is not against us. With a spirit of love, with that confidence, it makes you know that God is not against you. He is not against you. He's not going to fight you. He is on your side. 
and shows up at every given time and the purpose is to bless you, to bring you back, to straighten you, to elevate you, to put things right for you. It's just unfortunate that human beings as we are, we do not understand it that way. When even somebody even misses and you are getting closer, the person feels like, oh, the person is coming to worry me again. No, it's just because human beings as we are, we love to say bad things. We love bad things. We love to hear bad things. We love to confess bad things. We wish if choose happens so we can have something to say. No. But God doesn't treat us that way. His spirit of love, I cannot even explain it better. Because it's more of a practical. It's an emotional thing. It gives you that kind of confidence to come before him and say, Lord, this is me. It doesn't matter what you go through. He says, this is me. And I want you to know that God doesn't want his presence to scare you. No. He doesn't want his presence to scare you. Have you ever gone to a place that the moment you enter there, then you are scared? Especially when you go to some shrines and idol worship places when we were unbelievers. They say, come in. The moment you enter and there is a sometimes small curtain there, you enter there, you get scared. God doesn't want you to do that to him. No, his presence doesn't scare you. You should rather love to go to his presence. That is why it's so simple. People don't want to simplicity, but that is God. Look at Jesus. How he lived his life on this earth. That is how God is. He came to show us the way. He came to present God to us. How God does his thing. And very simple. But man wants complex things. If I've been coming and wearing cassock and big things and I come and four people are bothered, my bodyguards and they are coming and I walk like this, I know by this room will be full overflowing. And when I'm prophesying, I move by some rod and I prophesy in a special way. You say, aha. You see, so that is why Jesus told the Pharisees that, you see, the children of the kingdom themselves will sit down and people will come from far away and you will rather enjoy. God is a simple God. He doesn't want you to come into his presence and feel that you are scared. But he wants his presence to encourage you. That when you come to his presence, you should be encouraged. You should be motivated. That is why sometimes I don't understand why if you have nothing urgent to go before God just once in a week, that one to you should violate it. Sometimes I can't understand. And please don't think that, oh, pastor, for you, you people are good. Oh, you are strong. You are Yes, God's grace is upon us. But we all live by faith as you live. I'm telling you. Sometimes it's not easy. I remember one time, about five or six years, one Saturday, I told my mother, Ah, I said it. I said it. Are you understanding me? But one thing I see about God is that anytime you want to make certain because of His love and all those things, after saying that, that is the time you have the energy. He makes you do something exploits. You do things to yourself after that. You say, ah, what did I say? That is God. 
There is nothing like you seeing that anything should obstruct you from going to the presence of God. Because for some of us, we don't have time always. So when little opportunity we should go, and the expresses will encourage us. The psalmist said that in his presence, that is what? Fullness of what? Of joy. Fullness of joy. You can't, you can't change the presence of God with anything. You can't substitute anything for the presence of God. There is nowhere, nothing. Sometimes that is what amazes some of us. We say, what? When even it is difficult for you, you want to do it. Just sit there and just enjoy his presence. And God always wants his presence to encourage us. And that's why we come to the presence of God. His love flows. His love flows. His love flows. Forget about the person, that Christian who insulted you. Forget about that person who didn't show you love. Yes, he didn't show you love, but God showed you love. Sometimes we, 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 we sit back simply because somebody didn't show us love. But let me tell you something. In this world, it's not that the people that will show you love. People that you love will not even show you love. So don't, don't look at that. Look at this man who at all times, he will be there for you. At all times, he will be there for you. Yes, your husband will not show you love, but he will show you love. Your wife won't show you love, but Jesus will show you love. Your children may not show you love, but he will show you love. He will let you know that, yes, he loves you. And so we don't look at what we just don't want to see and we see them and say that that is it, there's no love. No, he always wants his presence to encourage you. The second thing I want to say is that the spirit of love cast out our sense of intimidation. Intimidation to intimidate you. Thing that brings you down. People that intimidate you and anything that. No, God will not intimidate you. His spirit takes care of that. If you know somebody like God loves you so much, why do you care? As I'm saying, why do you care? If somebody is not showing you love and trying to intimidate you, no, don't worry about it. And let me tell you, even we the pastors, even big people, we know, even Dr. Tabel, statesman, the president himself, people will try to not show you love. They will do things that will intimidate you. They will let you feel that you cannot talk here. They have so many ways of doing it. But you see, with the love of God, you can be strong and it will clear the intimidation from your life. Because you know that somebody superior loves you. So why should I worry? Are you understanding me? People sometimes ask me, Pastor, but this thing happened, you did I said, oh, that thing is personal. I don't, I don't get worried about those things. It's the person's problem. Because I know God lost me. If God lost me, who else? Hallelujah. Bible says, let all men be liars and let God be a true God. Sometimes the person who is telling you, I love you, cry, I leave it there. So we become bold in him because our confidence is made perfect. And know that his love separates us from others. 
Our intimidation is taken care of by the love of God because we know that somebody loves us and that love he gives to us is perfect. And once it's perfect, oh, we are different from other people. That is why God will not treat you the same way he treats an unbeliever. His love for you is different. Yes, God loves the whole world, but the love he has for you is different because the spirit of love is different. It's different. When you come before him, he knows that this is it. It is like somebody will say, I dare not click it. You, you understand me? You, you, the moment you get to God's presence, because that spirit is in you, his spirit flows. It flows. An unbeliever will not enjoy that kind of love you are enjoying. Unfortunately, sometimes we look at us oh, we well, unbeliever cry now better. Somebody told me recently. Pastor, who says sometimes we don't believe a cry, and they are better. I'm saying, they're better than anyone here. They're better than anyone here. Oh, you see, sometimes because when you, when, you're black, when you are doing this, it can work for you. When you are doing this, it can work for you. But when you become a Christian and you try to do this, and that it looks like that thing, and because you are sinning, the sinner will make you continue to sin and make you do wrong things and you can do. So you think you are enjoying. Love is demonstrated. When corrections are made, go and think about it. Or if you want to clap, go ahead. If I love you and you are still in, go ahead, I love you. Oh, go ahead, I love you. What is love? Is that you call that love? That's why I say sometimes if you are not careful, the God that you serve, your children will not follow the God. And that is the saddest thing you should do. It shouldn't be so. And if you are not careful, even though you serve the living God, your son will one day come and sit before you and insult you and slap you. And I don't want to experience that. And I hope you don't want to want to experience that. Because at the time he wants to insult you and slap you, your strength is gone. Your physical strength is gone. Maybe you are just lying down there. But you can't do anything. Even your talking maybe has been impaired. So he knows that he can slap you free. The two of you in that room, he can do whatever he wants to do to you free. He can insult you free. And just go go out. And by the time they come, you are just crying like a baby. God loves us. He loves us so much. He doesn't hate you. What God hates is wrong things. He loves good things. And that is why he demonstrated love to you, for you. Hallelujah. The third thing I want to say is that it assures us of our place in this world. The spirit of love gives us an assurance. God always gives you assurance. That spirit of love. Somebody lost me. I am here for a purpose. As he's, I said, as he is, so are we in this world. How can we become the representative of Christ? How are we ambassadors of Christ? It is not because we are good. He calls us ambassadors on this earth. You are an ambassador. And not because of anything. No, you know what? He found you worthy not because of your good works. Not because you are handsome. Not because you are intelligent. 
Not because of what you have. At the time even he called you, he found you, he saved you and put you at where you are and brought you from one state to the other and took you through all this thing. Look yourself and ask yourself where I was and the things I went through are like going down and I come up and up to now where I have gotten to. What kind of love can bring me to this point? What love? What love? When people in that community doesn't see you, you don't even matter to them. People you think they should help you, they didn't even think about you. You go to them and they despise you. But it was a hand, a hand you cannot see. A heart that you cannot feel was just taking you through them. Showing you love, showing you love, showing you love. He brought you this far. Not your goodness. He checked on you. And when the time he was checking on you, there was no calmness upon your life. But he said, my love is so powerful that I can take this person from this place and put him at that place. We are not what we are because we are prayerful. We are where we are because of his love. Because Jesus died because of the death of Christ, the cross. That is why. So you see, when you understand this, then you know that God has a special way he thinks about you. And I'm going to ask you some few questions. That's how I'm going to end it. And then we pray. So God thinks in a special way about you. Because of the spirit of love that he has given to us. And some of the things he thinks about you. I will say them and I will ask you a question. He thinks you are worthy. You are worthy. He thinks you are worthy. What do you think of yourself? Answer it yourself. If you can, write it on your, in your notebook. God thinks I'm worthy. What do I think of myself? And go and answer it. He thinks you are worthy. What do you think of yourself? You yourself. That is his love. His love would demonstrate. His love would tell you that, yes, this person is worthy. Yes, when they say he's nothing, I can see something. I love you. That is why you will never understand when we sing, I love you with the love of God. Then uh, someone will come, you love me with the love of God. And sometimes that's what we do. I love you with the love of the Lord. I love you with the love of the Lord. I can see you, the glory. We say, I can see in you the glory of God, but we don't see. We look. But God's love is different. Things you are worthy. What do you think of yourself? B, he thinks you are qualified to stand in his place. What do you say about that? No or yes? God thinks you are qualified. He thinks you are so qualified. Despite all the things, your weaknesses and all those things, he thinks you are qualified. That is why he called you and when you got born again, you didn't die. He still left you. He's still keeping you. He's still protecting you. Irrespective of your challenges, he's still keeping you. He thinks you are so qualified to stand in his place on this earth to cast out demons and to do his work for him. What do you say about that? 
Sometimes all you say that, who, who is me? What do I have? I don't even have this. And I don't even have this. That is not God, what God is looking at. His love makes him think differently. Have you seen the parents who love a son or a child so much and then whatever the other people are seeing about the child, the parents doesn't see that. That is love. Yes. He may not like or she may not like what the child is doing, but the love is there. Like I said, the protocast, when the, the other star was saying that, no, daddy, this one is, he said, no, you don't know what you're talking about. I love him. That is my son. Let him come. Let him enjoy. That is how it is. He thinks you are qualified to stand in his place. And that is why you need to stand well. What do you say about that? And let me give you the last one and stop here. He thinks you are the best. The best. Hey. Yes, let, let, the, let the, your lecture give, give you the low grade, low mass. You say you are the best. I heard of a story about a great man. Who is that? An inventor. Well, anytime he goes to school, the child will come back and then they will write something for the child, a paper, a sheet. And when he brings it to the mother, the mother will look at it and he say, ah, and all that the teacher will write, your son is not good. Another time, your son is dumb. Your son is this. And any time the mother gets that sheet, whatever the teacher writes on that paper, the mother will say different thing. To the extent that the mother finally say, do you know what that? Do you know something? Son, you are not going to go to back to the school again. Sit here. I will teach you. The mother taught the child and the child became a great inventor. It is love. It is love. Love will let you see something that people cannot see. And that's how God answers you. He sees you as the best. And I know as I'm saying that God thinks about you that you are the best. Some of you say, my best in any day here. You are the best. Look at yourself and say, I'm the best. Come on, tap your chest and say, I'm the best. I am worthy. I am qualified. And say to yourself again, I believe all of them. love of God. He thinks you are the best. What do you think? What do you think? What do you think? Go and think about it. Let me conclude by saying your destiny is not based on human or what any man says. That's the truth in life. Never think about what people are saying and what things are flowing around you, all those things, negative things, and all those things, and say, this is it. Because when people say negative things, it has its own power to touch your life. Touch your life. Touch your heart. Bring you down. Affect your brain. Affect your understanding. And bring you down. That's all that negative thing does. 
You, you cannot do anything. Look at him. You are useless. You are hopeless. You don't have anything. You can't do anything. Look at you. Even this this morning, you can't do. Every time people speak negative things about you, it brings you down. Negative things that normally bring comes up. It takes from people to turn it and look into it and say, yes, you said it this way, but I know I can turn it around. And that is the love of God. The love of God shows to you and he says that, yes, I know this is how you are, but I see the different side of you because of what I have put in you, because of what I want to do with your life, what I want to do in your life, in your future. And because God sees your future, he works by the future. Your end is what God looks at. Man will look at what you are going through right now, but that does not determine the future. Your future is not bad. Your future is not rough. Your future is good. He show us love. He show us love. He demonstrates love to us by going to the cross. By giving his life, his body to be crucified. Allowing them to beat him and the body and the torn, the soul body was torn apart. Blood was cushioned out. That is what we call love. The only thing we cannot do as human beings, we may not be able to die for somebody else. That is why when your relative or relation dies, in a car, you will cry and see why they are going to bury him, him or her. You will say, I will go with you. I will go with you. I will go with you. But when you get to the cemetery and they put the casket in that place, you don't jump inside. You just come out. You love the person, all right? But your love is limited. The love that surpasses all understanding is the love of Christ. He died and the body was broken. That is why today you want to dine with him. He shows that this is it. Anytime you are taking communion, you must remember the love of God. So powerful. Remember the love of God. But we say that he said the night that he was about to be betrayed, he took the bread. He broke it and he said, this is my body. At that time, he had not died. He knew what he was going to do. He said, I have to show it to you. And I'm sure the disciples didn't understand. They thought it was just that we are eating and you are breaking the bread. The Bible says he gave it to them and he said, just take them and eat. And they ate, but still, they didn't understand. Until even they, he died. The Bible says it is when he resurrected and then their eyes were opened. That is his love. When he took the cup, he said he blessed it and the Bible says he said, take and drink. This is my blood. Jesus, what are you talking about? It's my blood. Meaning that I love you so much, I will lay down my life for you. I will die for you. That is the love that God shows to us. And today, we will go 
and say, Lord, we appreciate your love. We allow this love to flow through us. We allow it to flow through us that we can show love. Not to him alone, but also to our neighbor. The Bible says, how can you say you love the Lord that you do not even love your neighbor? The God that you don't even know, you say you love him so much. And even sometimes we say we love God so much, we don't even show. We don't demonstrate our love. Hallelujah. He loves us so much, he has taken us through, he has brought us to this point. The same God, the same love will take you through the end of the year. Irrespective of all your challenges, God will take you through. It is his love. Not by what you've done, but he just loves you. I want us to just pray a short prayer. And then we will die again. Shall we be on our feet if you can? Just be on our feet as well. We're glad you made time to listen to this sermon. For more of these messages, please search for Reverend John Crampa on Google Podcasts or your favorite podcast app. You can follow us on Facebook and Twitter at ICGC Shekinah. Stay blessed.